Hello and welcome back to this episode of Brain Dump. So this week we have UFC fighter Gunnar Nelson on, so really excited and glad to have him on the show. Uh, we kind of explore his motivations for fighting and his sort of his own character and why he embodies the way he does, which is a very calm, collected fighter. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado, here's Gunnar. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the extreme. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Cool. So what have you just been up to? Yeah, just uh, I was training this morning. I'm doing some conditioning stuff and... And now just chilling at home at the moment. Oh, awesome. So, well, yeah, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, not a problem at all. Where where are you calling from? Where are you now? Uh, I'm in Bristol in uh, the UK. Okay. Nice one. Cool. So, just for the listeners and that, um, where did you start martial arts? Um, I started in a karate club here, very close to my um, to my home. Uh, it's uh, the official like karate club of Reykjavik, the city. Okay. Uh, I started there when I was about, I think, 13. I did ice hockey before that. And and then, yeah, when I was 13, started doing karate. I was in karate for a few years. Uh, joined the national team in, in like point fighting or kumite, you yeah, know, yeah. point Yeah, yeah. Fighting. Done a bit myself. Yeah, um, and um, uh, we traveled a bit together, did some competitions abroad and stuff like that. And then I think I was I was about sixteen when sixteen or maybe seventeen when I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. I actually got a, uh, a pre like. At the time, it was like the biggest, I don't know what it's called, like not a scholarship, like a funding that any any karate man had gotten uh, to, yeah, to do uh, karate. But I I said no to it. I declined it because I knew I didn't want to do it anymore. And, uh, and that's when I kind of fell in love with uh, MMA and grappling. And mm. so that was, yeah, when I was about, 16 or 17 yeah um why do you think you switched because I'm, I'm in a similar boat at the moment i've done like 13 years of kickboxing and now i'm transitioning into to brazilian jiu-jitsu what are your motivations for doing that my motivation at the time was just when i started doing that and doing full contact sparring and, and grappling and kind of everything combined i just knew that that was what I'd been looking for, that was actually, it just felt so real to me, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, the training felt real, we were actually just, you know, going at each other, you know, without, you know, trying to hurt each yeah. other, or you know what I mean, and and it just felt, it just felt very real, and I felt really good after training, and it just, it was just exactly what I was looking for, you know, and just I just knew right away that this this is this is what I wanted to do and uh, I didn't want to. The point fighting is there's nothing wrong with that and I really enjoyed it and mm. it's it's all good stuff. But I wanted to 
I wanted to get into all of it and and grappling and you know all that kind of stuff. I just and I completely fell in love with grappling and and I did that on its own pretty much for a couple of years uh, later in my career. But yeah, it just it was the right right move. There's something like really primitive about grappling and like I like how you, when you submit someone that in reality would be the end and there's something very like humbling and grounding by the fact that that's the end and it's kind of like you have this trust with your your training partners that obviously they're not going to hurt you but at the same time you know it's quite empowering because you can do the same and it's a, you learn a lot about yourself I feel when with particularly with grappling yeah the good thing about grappling is that, is that you can I mean, like you say, with sense and, and with trust, you can train it pretty much full on. I mean, you can't go on sparring full on with somebody equal your abilities every day. Mm. You can't do that. Mm. You're, you're going to go punch drunk in a, you know, you're going to knock each other out. You you knock me out this training, I knock you out the next one. And, and that's how it goes for the yeah. next, what, 10 years? And we're both vegetables. You know? <laughs> that way yeah true um so you also have a very calm demeanor it's very evident when you look at other fighters they have much more bravado around them what is it that shapes your sort of calm demeanor um yeah i always found that a pretty hard question because i think in a way i'm 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 I can be calm in situations where where people struggle being calm, but in general, my my mind is racing a bit, and I I'm like, like um, I don't, I have a hard time sitting still if I'm not doing stuff and, and things like that. I've always been like that since I was a kid, you know. My mm. my my mind is always kind of you know firing pretty fast, and I'm thinking about things and and stuff like that, but. When there is a storm, I that's when I can. It seems to be more calm, you know. Mm. Whereas other that might, when everything goes crazy around them, they they go crazy themselves. Whereas I, when everything is super calm, a lot of times, yeah. I'm on the inside going. Yeah, yeah, you know. I feel you. I'm, so I'm, I, think, I think it's a little bit like that. Yeah, I'm very very similar. Do you do you get nervous before big fights? Yeah, sure, um, but. I think everybody gets nervous or everybody get that, you know, you get that butterfly and you get that feel of, you know, you're about to do something that you really care about and that's, it's important to you. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be fast and exciting and, and impact. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fight, you know, and it's, it's never to be taken lightly. Um, um, yeah, sure. I do get nervous, but, um, I think, I think in a good way. I yeah. think more excitement than like just kind of pumped and stuff like that. And then it's not nerve wracking for me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and so how do you deal with loss? Because you can't, you can't fight without losing. And mm -hmm. that's like inevitable. But I find that a lot of fighters and like my myself, whenever I've lost a fight, I find it very difficult to come back sometimes. It's like, it's very humiliating. Uh, and obviously, you know, we always do come back, but how do you, you know, cope with that? 
I tried to, I just tried to focus on what, what was missing, what I did wrong. You know, I, I tried to focus on and like really be honest with myself and, and, and go back and, and really try to dig deep and, you know, what, what was, what lost me this fight? You know, what do I have to work on? And then just simply go and work on it and move on. That's, I think you can get tangled in your own thoughts too much and, and start thinking about things that, that are like the most normal things to think about in these situations. Mm. Like you say, you feel humiliated or you feel, you know, you've, you've, you know, you, you kind of, you have a sore pride and all that. And this all is very, very normal, but I think you, it, it can be healthy as well. You know, it's good to know that you have a pride and, 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 you know, it's important to have pride. Um, but, you have to get over these these thoughts and you have to move on you know you have to move on to basically pick yourself up and and get on with it and 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 go back and and dig into what happened and practically go over and and correct and go in and train you know do it again and don't even don't even think about these stupid thoughts about what people think or stuff like that you 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 focus on what you're gonna do you focus on your stuff you know and 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 with time when you do that and you it just becomes that becomes you you know it's to be honest i've i've had some losses i i i've been competing in sports since i was young and it's been a long time since i really felt like that like you're explaining there and and i think that's because i just consciously started thinking about what actually matters and and like accepting that i'm here because there's no changing what happened Mm. there's no changing that so where are you going from here you know what i mean like and and also it's important to to know that Everybody goes through stuff, you know, and you, you go through your own stuff and you go, you, you go your path and, and when you slip, you have to pick yourself up, whatever your path is, it might not be the same as somebody else's and and you might feel like somebody else has got a beautiful path, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't matter. It's all these thoughts are they don't matter, you know, you're on your path and, and you have to accept where you are. Sometimes you have to pick yourself up and, and get on with it and, and do, make the most of it, you know? Yeah, it's, it sounds very, very spiritual. Is that like an aspect that you sort of work around, sort of being a bit more zen or do you meditate or anything like that? Uh, I don't really. I, I don't even, I, spiritually, maybe it is. I haven't really... I don't really see it that way. I just see it like it's just practical. It's just uh, it's your mind. You know, you have to use it. It's it's your strongest tool, and and it can you know it can be your worst enemy or or your best ally. You know, and and it just depends on how you use it. And I know how strong it is, and I know what it can do, and what it has done for me. Um all my years and in the past and what it's done wrong for me and what it's done right. And sometimes it takes time, but you know, good things take time, you know? And yeah, I, I wouldn't really meditate or 
you know, go sit down in a lotus position and, and hum or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not really me, you know. I'm pretty normal when it comes <laughs> comes to it. But, but I, I, I do... I do meditate in in sense of uh, basically organizing my thoughts and uh, and being honest with myself and and digging into my feelings and 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 you know stuff like that and just yeah working things out. And I think maybe a lot of people are lacking that, and s- some might even call that meditation. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's important. It seems like a very Icelandic thing though it seems like this sort of I don't know because Iceland obviously has a very small population but you have a stupid amount of incredible sporting people from CrossFit Games World's uh, World's Strongest Man and like the Icelandic football team absolutely smashing England (laughs) Um, why why do you think that is? Yeah it it might be a mixture of 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 luck (laughs) Uh, or, uh, <laughs> in some cases of um, um, of genes maybe you know we, we we probably do have good genes here I mean we must have in, 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 in some areas because like you say we are very few and there's a lot of great athletes um, but as well I think and most important again is, is, is the upbringing and the mindset you know and I think in a way mm. We are, we're fighters, you know, we, we, we keep going, you know, we're a small country and we're always fighting giants and we're used to it, you know, and, uh, and it doesn't hold us back. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so one thing is very clear is you don't really like, you don't chat shit. You don't, you don't, you know, like call other people out and like, trash trash people and stuff like that but is that do you think that's your way of avoiding like an ego or does do you ever get do you ever feel like you know you you could get an ego from fighting because a lot of lot of fighters like you know they feel like they're a bad man and then suddenly they're the dog's bollocks like why is that just not you or what 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 (laughs) explain that basically yeah yeah that's just i don't have any it's just not a part of it for me. You know what I mean? It's not a part of mm. the sport for me. Um, I don't see any point in it. I don't enjoy it. I don't really follow it too much when other people are doing it. And it doesn't really excite me that much, to be honest, because I feel like it's just, it's just blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and yeah, a lot of it don't make any sense and it just doesn't even make me think you know so i just i don't know yeah i guess it, it's just not me it doesn't excite me <laughs> um so you've had numerous numbers of uh injuries how do you cope coming back from that yeah those those can be tough you know especially at a bad time i mean <laughs> they're almost always at a bad time and you know every time and it's a bad time and almost but they're there, they can be worse timing, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've had, I've had like my last one. I I I would be looking for a fight for a long time, looking for an opponent, and then I get one and a good one, and my knee blows out, and 
there's nothing I can do basically and you just have to go when you're you're getting ready for a fight and you're basically ready and you feel fresh and ready and and then you have to go from that to go be put asleep by a doctor you know going through your knee with a surgical knife and then you wake up and you can't walk and you can't walk mm. a few days and you're basically just lying home and doing these grandma exercises for the next month it's frustrating man it's very very frustrating um just like for me that is tougher than a lot of things because it's like like i said i have a hard time sitting still and not doing things that i you know it's like a kid sitting inside looking out the window and everybody's playing and having fun and you're just in there and you can't go out and it's like or a dog in a car you know what i mean like he's going crazy in there mm. you know it it's like that and it just you know at first it's okay you're just kind of rested you're obviously very very disappointed and all that and that's the first phase right that's the first phase of it and, and getting over that disappointment and stuff like that and that's tough you know but then then you, you kind of get over that and, you know, you're just, you know, it is what it is. But then the hormones start kicking in because you have been sitting still for so long and you're not used to that. And that, that's, that's, that's another level of tough then, you know, it's, yeah, it's horrible, but you just got to get on with it. And once you start being able to move and, and go to do like proper like exercises with your physio and stuff it gets a little bit better and you're starting to see you know you're starting to feel the improvement a lot and starting to feel your mood oh you dropped out then that's cool i think you're back now uh where was i talking about when you get in the movement from you're starting to do physio yeah when you're, when you're starting to do your physio and stuff it gets better because you, you you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel you know you start seeing yourself being able to do all the movements that you, that you know you can do and, and and going in for a grapple or a spar or whatever you know um, so it's it, yeah it's tough and it takes time out of your career and stuff like that but that's another thing that most of us have to deal with and you know it's yeah you just gotta learn from it innit? Mm. What does your like weekly training schedule look like? Um, well, if I'm in a camp, it's we train um, most days twice a day. We do something. Uh, we try to mix it up so that uh, one session is is high intensity, you know, a tough session, and the other one might might be lighter, more technical. You know, you you might get your heart rate up and, and, and you know, get your sweat going and stuff. And you just got to kind of got to go by feel and stuff and heart rate. And uh, but it's we 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 do cardio two times a week hard and then one kind of more recovery session. Uh, we do our positional sparring, which is starting in certain positions on the ground, on the feet, and and, and then kind of spar from there until we're in, you know, a complete different position. Then we then we kind of stop and, you know, kind of isolate in positions. Um, we do our sparring, small glove sparring, uh, and a big glove sparring as well. But once a week we do the small gloves. Um, I try to... I don't really hit hard when I'm sparring. I, I try to keep it fast and uh, 
and I'm quite good at that since I did karate before, so I can kind of, mm. you know, I'm, I can control my punches well, so I can go hard and fast, but I can stop my punches and stuff like that. Um, and then we put on big gloves sometimes as well, do like a shoot box rounds, which are very good and tough rounds as well. Hard to grapple, but it's still you can you can get your timing on the shots and things like that. Uh, and then our grappling rounds as well. We do grappling rounds and wrestling rounds. That's that's pretty much um, and yeah, bag working or pads and stuff like that as well. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I do. Uh, besides, you know, the technical. And and that'll be what twelve weeks before a fight. Well, sometimes or you longer. No, not twelve weeks would be a long camp. I think for for me anyway, that that'd be a full camp and. Normally we don't get that long, I feel, but you gotta always kind of stay ready. Mm. But you know, you're always staying ready and ready for you know. Basically, you could go in and 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 train for a few weeks, and you're you're at at, at your best, basically. You know, okay. keep the keep the wheel rolling constantly. You know, and you've been quite vocal before about um, you don't like cutting weight, and you don't think it's it's a good thing for fighters to do and I completely agree like every time I've had to cut weight and I've fainted at airports and my 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 mental health goes out the window my mood destroys um so yeah just talk me through like your opinions on cutting weight yeah I'm I just I like the natural way of it you know I like I like to fight as close to my own weight and I understand it and all, but I just think that it's gone way too far. You know, people just cut so much weight and they've been trying to stop it with all these all these tests and stuff. So you can't take, you know, these pills or medicine or whatever to, to make you actually lose the weight a lot faster and stuff. But still guys are cutting down from maybe 90 something kilos down to 77 you know, to welterweight and stuff like that. And I, I just, and then they're putting it all back on. It, it just can't be healthy, you know, doing that. And I just, I, I'm, my thoughts are just like, I, I, yeah, go ahead, you know, be, be a bit heavier. I don't mind. I'm not taking any part of this. I, I don't, I don't think it's good for your body. I don't think it's good for your head to, to drain it completely, drain everything and then get hit it in the head for, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty-five minutes, and mm. you know, there's there's a lot of I, I I like to be healthy. I like to feel good, and, and I enjoy this sport. I I I definitely don't enjoy that part, and I think it's bullshit, and I just don't participate in it. Guys are two guys, ninety kilos, cutting down, weighing in seventy-seven, and then both showing up at ninety kilos again. It's like. It's ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Nobody likes it, but yeah, I basically just don't participate in it. I mean, I have to cut a little bit. Um, I'm not going to middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> so, how? What do you do for fun outside of training? The regular stuff, hang out with friends, stuff. I I, I do snowmobiling. Um, I, I I haven't done a. I used to motocross a bit. I haven't done that in a while now. I still have my bike, but. I haven't done that in a while, but I was snowmobiling this winter. I mean, that's that's one of the more fun things. So, um, hang out with friends. I play video games as well. And yeah, just the regular stuff, I guess. 
do you find it tough juggling like social life and everything else along with training not really i feel like we have a good good bit of free time i mean sometimes when you're in camp you're very very tired and stuff and you feel like you're almost just eating training sleeping and stuff but i i wouldn't have it any other way to be honest i uh, i wouldn't trade this for any you know, nine-to-five job. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gunnar. Honestly, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Good chat, yeah, man. Cheers. Are you going to come over? Oh, I'm, I'm dying to. Honestly, I'm absolutely dying to. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, well, thanks so much. Take it easy. Cool. So uh, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, I think Gunnar is a really cool guy and he's got a lot going on. Um, I like his views of just, you know, being himself, quite a raw and very grounded way of being. So uh, I hope we can learn from that. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm in the middle of moving house at the moment and finding a job. So it might be a bit of a delay to the next episode, but I'm really looking forward to uh, picking this up again and hopefully we can get more UFC fighters on the show. All right, cheers. Till next time.